This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen. نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه والتابعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد. We praise Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, the Creator, Nourisher, Cherisher, Sustainer, Provider, Protector, Curer of one and all. We send complete blessings and salutations upon the messengers who were sent to us in order to show us the straight path, in order to take us out of the darkness and show us the path of light and goodness. And we send blessings and salutations upon the Master Muhammad, may peace be upon him and all his household and his entire group of companions and may the peace and blessings of the Almighty be upon every single one of us and may this peace descend upon the globe at large. Amen. My brothers and sisters, take a look at your roots and your origin. If I were to ask you, where are you from? Something comes to my mind. There is a scholar who is of Chinese origin and he met a person who told him, you know, I am from the family of the Prophet. Now obviously that person would not be a Chinese. I am from the family of the Prophet, he says. He was meaning the Prophet Muhammad, may peace be upon him. So this scholar says, I too am from the lineage of the Prophet. And he looked at him and said, okay, that's news. Yes, the prophet Noah, may peace be upon him. I'm from his lineage. And all of us are from his lineage, aren't we? So I come from the blessed lineage of the prophet Noah. And so do you. Because we all know that we are children of the prophet Noah. May peace be upon him, according to the teachings of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Quran. And if you want to take it even further... The Prophet Noah was from Adam, and Adam was from soil and dust. So if I were to ask you, where are you from? The correct answer would be, I am from Adam. This is why in the Arabic language we are called Adami, a person who belongs to Adam. Adami means a human being. But if you were to look at that word and analyze it, it means someone who comes from Adam. You know, Singapore in the Arabic language is Singapore. And if you come from Singapore, you would say Singapore, so you add the, the ya at the end. So Adam is the name and Adami, one who comes from Adam. That is very, very important because we are all the children of Adam. No matter what color you are, what complexion you are, where you come from, what your nationality is, and so on, even what your size and perhaps what your financial standing or social standing is, all that becomes irrelevant. You are from Adam, and Adam was created from the dust, from the soil. Remember this. So this is why, for every one of us to bear in mind that we are all on the globe with one chance to prove to our Maker that we are going to strive to please Him. And He says, if you want to please Me, one of the ways of pleasing Me is to ensure that you fulfill the rights of all the other creatures of mine because they are my creatures. 
So anyone you look at is a creature of Allah. Any other creature, even an animal, belongs to Allah. You know when a person dies as a Muslim, we are taught to utter the following supplication. إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ What does that mean? We belong to Allah, we belong to Him, and unto Him shall be our ultimate return. So we are confirming this person passed away. He belongs to the one who made him, he's gone back. And guess what? We are about to go back as well, soon. Soon meaning in the next few years. If you're lucky, you might live a few decades, but not more than that. After that, you too and I need to return to my maker. So whilst I am on this earth, I need to make sure that I reach out to as many of the creatures of the Almighty as I can to fulfill their rights. And this is why those who haven't seen people of a different race, they sometimes don't have the idea of how to fulfill their rights. But today with the globe being a little village and at our fingertips, we understand that there are people who are dark in complexion, light in complexion, people from Africa and Europe and people from America and the natives and Australia and Far East Asia and the Middle East and so on. All this Allah says we have placed it intentionally, not only as a test, but even to add flavor to your life. Flavor to your life. Imagine if everyone was the same complexion, everyone had, was looking exactly the same, everyone's hair was exactly the same, the eyes were the same. I think of it sometimes. And I say life would be so boring. It's like Toyota, the factory, all the Corollas are the same. So what happens? If all the cars were white, it's only the number plate that would distinguish one from the other. Perhaps the chassis. So each one of us would have to have a chassis. Close it. And otherwise a plate on your forehead to say this is your number. 465, please come here. You're lucky you have a short number. MashaAllah. May Allah grant us ease. So the Almighty has kept it such that each one of us is different. Even if you belong to the same race, you will be different in your build. You, something about you will be totally different. So much so that every single one of us is unique in our thumbprint. What is known as the fingerprint. Not only that. The iris, the exact design of your pupil is totally unique from the beginning of the creation right to the end. You and you alone have that. It's your identity. It's you. So someone can't say, you know what, the pattern on my finger is smarter than yours. Come on. And you know what else is unique? If you were to shave your head and you find the pattern of growth of your hair completely different from everybody else that existed. Totally. You look at the whole head and the pattern of how your hair grew. It was something that was for you. Did you ever know that the zebra, no two zebras ever have had exactly the same stripes. Did you know that? Go and ask those who are into safari and animals and so on. No two giraffes, no two leopards, no two tigers are the same. This is Allah's plan. So one cannot come and say, hey, my stripes are better than yours. No. The plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the verse that has already been cited twice this evening. Ya O people, we have made you from a single male and female. Remember this. Allah is saying, O people, we made you from a single male and female. 
وجعلناكم شعوبا وقبائل لتعارفوا and we have made you into different peoples and different tribes in order that you get to know one another to recognize one another that's why i am different that's why you are different so that i can recognize you if you are to call my name i will come and if someone else comes you will easily be able to say wrong person call the name again because allah has given me a unique identity why he explains why he's given this unique identity he says so that you can recognize one another recognition so if you see someone you can immediately tell this person looks like they they come from far east asia you might be wrong but this person looks like that it's my guess allah has given me the ability to recognize 9 times out of 10 i might be right or 8 say and someone you might look at them and say this person is caucasian they come from europe it's not because you or they are superior no ways not at all and we're going to come to that a little bit later but the same would apply if you see someone from africa you would immediately tell this person is from africa sometimes their origins and their roots might be elsewhere if you look at myself my origins and roots are not from africa but i am born and brought up in africa so i hold a nationality that is african and i am proud of being a zimbabwean subhanallah but to be honest it is only recognition so people recognize me oh that man the one from zimbabwe yes oh yes i know who you're talking about amazing but it's not to say i am better or worse i always tell people z is right at the bottom of the alphabet if you were to try and count and try and look perhaps we'd be right at the bottom but it doesn't make us any inferior that z is at the bottom because not far off from us is united kingdom united states united arab emirates they all very close wow in the alphabet you see singapore is a little bit higher it doesn't make it better mashallah allah may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us ease may he make us all love one another for his sake amen so my brothers and sisters let's take a look at the life of the prophet muhammad may peace be upon him how did he tackle this challenge because obviously people sometimes when they are unaware and sometimes they are ignorant and sometimes the devil overtakes them we heard moments ago as well that iblis or the devil satan refused to acknowledge man and his level and status he refused to acknowledge what did he say ana khayrun minhu khalaqatani min narin wa khalaqtahu min tin i am better than him you created me from fire and him from soil the two cannot go together i don't want to acknowledge this man and this is the problem that same devil comes to us and makes us think i am better and i am better and it happens to a lot of people sometimes within one race there are different nationalities some feel that no we are more superior to them because we live in a richer country not at all those people might be in paradise far before you they might be leading a much more content life than you and i and you don't even know you busy saying these people are worse than us where is your contentment contentment is not franchised to a certain nation or to a certain color it has got to do with the condition of the heart and the heart every one of us has whose heart is better only the one that is closer to its maker that's what it is allah says inna akramakum indallahi atqakum you want to know who is the most honored to your lord the closest to your maker is the one who is most conscious of him 
If I am more conscious of my maker, I'm closer to him. It doesn't mean I come from Nigeria, so therefore I cannot, be, I cannot get closer to the Almighty. No, you can be anyone from anywhere. If you have a link with your maker, congratulations, mashallah. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, was faced in the early years with a challenge. His own people drove him out of his city and they started persecuting him. Just prior to him being driven out of the city of Mecca, his people gathered and they said, we are being persecuted, we are being killed, our wealth is being usurped, what should we do? He said, revelation has come to me, subhanallah, telling me that there is a man in Africa known as Negus, the Negus of Abyssinia, Najashi in the Arabic language. He is the leader of Abyssinia, where Ethiopia is today, roughly, approximately. Revelation has come to me telling me that he is a just ruler. Go to him, explain to him what has happened, he will give you refuge. Wow, Africa. The Arabs went into Africa. For what? To be secure from the harm of their own brethren who were jealous of them. So when they went into Abyssinia, they stood in front of this king, Najashi. He was what we would term a black man, subhanallah. They respected him. They gave him the message. He didn't look at them and say, oh, these people have come here. They're a different color. They can walk out. He listened and he listened carefully. They said, we are people. We used to oppress our women. We used to bury our daughters alive. We used to worship stones and sticks and idols. And we used to trade our women and treat them in this way. And we used to steal and we used to oppress those who were weak from amongst us. And the elite used to get away with murder. Then the Almighty blessed us by sending a messenger to us who told us how to treat our women, who told us to value them and not to treat them as commodities and so on. And never to use them as a marketing tool and never to be unkind to those who are weak and downtrodden to rise to the occasion to assist the orphan and the widow and to worship one God and forget about the sticks and stones and anything else to worship the Almighty who made you and as this happened and we began to embrace our own people who were the leaders felt very threatened so they attacked us they persecuted us until our messenger told us that revelation has come to him sending us to you so that you can give us refuge and a place he said you have the place what happened? Another delegation came about from the leaders of Quraysh, from the same Arabs, the opposition. And they came to him and said, no, they are a group of criminals who have sought refuge here and we want them back because they have to face charges there. So we need them back. They are a group that have come. These are some of their names and they are here with you. He said, who are they? They have told me a different story. And he listened to both sides of the story to cut it short. He then, after listening to two sides judged, he told those, you can go back because these who have come first, they are the ones who were persecuted. Their story makes more sense and they will be safe here on my land or in my land. Amazing. And this is why if you look at the issue of justice, it can only be served if we break the barriers of race. Racism. If there is racism that is rife in any justice system, forget about it. That's not justice. Justice cannot be served when racism is rampant in society. But rather, it will be served when we understand that each one has equal rights. That's what it is. Not that some people are more equal than others. No. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, God us. 
The man then asked Ja'far ibn Abi Talib radiallahu anhu, may peace be upon him, who was one of the men who the Prophet had sent to Africa. So the nigger says, can you read for me some of what the Prophet Muhammad has said is from Allah, from the Almighty? And he wanted to hear the truth about Jesus. So there is a chapter known as the chapter of Mary, may peace be upon her, the mother of Jesus, may peace be upon him too, in the Quran. So what did he do? He started reciting. Beautiful verses, the opening of Surah Maryam. Perhaps we can take the translated Quran later on and look at the meanings of that surah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us. And this man started weeping. Tears rolled down his cheeks. And then he says, Indeed what you've just recited and read before me, and that which Jesus taught us, has come from one lantern. It's the same lantern. It's the same goodness. And what you've said about Jesus is exactly the truth. People have changed it. The man is confessing. And he was a leader. And he was weeping. And the Quran then had verses which were revealed to Muhammad, may peace be upon him, praising the action of this man and mentioning his tears. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, they are from amongst the Christians. The man was a Christian. From amongst the Christians, those who, when they hear the truth, they recognize it and tears roll down their cheeks. وَإِذَا سَمِعُوا مَا أُنزِلَ إِلَى الرَّسُولِ تَرَى أَعْيُنَهُمْ تَرَى أَعْيُنَهُمْ تَفِيضُ مِنَ الدَّمْءِ مِمَّا عَرَفُوا مِنَ الْحَقِّ يَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا آمَنَّا فَاكْتُبْنَا مَعَ الشَّاهِدِينَ Those whom when they hear the verses of the Almighty being recited, tears roll down their cheeks because they recognize the truth. They say, Oh our Lord, we have believed, so write us from amongst those who bore witness. May Allah make us from amongst those who bear witness. So this was a man. If he was a racist, he would have sent them back. Let's take a look at another example. The Prophet Muhammad, may peace be upon him, was faced with a man who was enslaved prior to Islam. He was enslaved. And he belonged to a man known as Umayyah ibn Khalaf. This Umayyah was one of the leaders of Quraysh. And who was the slave? He was from Africa. His name was Bilal. Bilal, the son of Rabah. So he was known as Bilal ibn Rabah radiallahu anhu, may peace be upon him. So initially when he as a slave boy was walking along and so on, he heard the messenger on some occasion and he embraced the faith. He said, I believe there's only one God. It's true what these people are worshipping, sticks and stones, all that, I will stay away from. I understand whoever made me, I will put my head on the ground for him and him alone. No one else, ahad, one. He's just alone, singular. Who is he? Whoever made me, he is the one, one. That's it. So this man being black, he was persecuted. Do you know what they did to him? 
they did not give him food, they did not give him drink. They took him out in the heat of the desert and they, they put stones on him, big boulders on him and they dragged him on the floor. They dragged him literally on the ground. So he was bleeding and they told him, we will stop for as long as you say that we are with the owners of the gods and these are the gods and you come back to worship. This is persecution and this is bad and this is unacceptable. So what did Islam do? Islam, Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anhu, gathered some wealth and paid his master, the master, the one who had owned him. Remember I told you he was a slave. So the one who owned him and what happened? Freed him completely. You are a free man. You are being persecuted because you are a Muslim and because you are downtrodden, weak and a black man from Africa. And you've got no relatives and no tribe to stand up for you. We will stand up for you. Here you are. Make the payment, the man is free. And after that, what happened? One day, one of the senior companions, his name was Abu Dhar al-Ghifari, he was a senior companion, he accepted Islam early on. And one day, there was a certain man, not necessarily Bilal ibn Rabah, in fact it was not Bilal ibn Rabah, but it was another black slave belonging to someone. And this Abu Dhar al-Ghifari, his name was Jundub ibn Junadah, you know, when we say his name was this and that, one is a pen name, someone says father of so and so. And the other is the real name. The real name meaning, say your name is Abdullah and you are the father of Abu Bakr. So someone would call you Abba Abu Bakr or Abu Abu Bakr. Or the person might call you with your proper name. If it was Abdullah, then Abdullah. So this man was known as Abu Dhar, but his proper name was Jundub ibn Junada. So he looked at this man and the two of them had a bit of a dispute and he said, you're the son of a black woman. Meaning, Derogatory. And the Prophet ﷺ was informed of this. And that's it. He says, Ya Abu Dhar, inna kamru'um fika jahiliya. O Abu Dhar, you are a man who has in you some of ignorance. What you've uttered is totally unacceptable. You need to not only apologize to that man, but be careful. This is detrimental to all your deeds. It can actually come up and destroy your deeds one after the other. You're giving them away to someone. How dare you speak to a man by making him feel guilty because of his lineage, because of his race, because of where he comes from. How dare you? You have in you part of the remnants of the period of ignorance. There was a long time before Islam when people used to treat those of other races differently. Islam is for all races and the Prophet ﷺ's hadith is quite clear to us. People are equal like the teeth of a comb. There is no virtue of an Arab over a non-Arab or a non-Arab over an Arab or a white over a black or a black over a white except by piety which Allah alone knows. And this is why the Almighty says, إِنَّ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى لَا يَنْظُرُ إِلَىٰ صُوَرِكُمْ وَلَا إِلَىٰ أَجْسَامِكُمْ وَلَكِنْ يَنْظُرُ إِلَىٰ قُلُوبِكُمْ وَأَعْمَالِكُمْ Allah, the Almighty, never looks at your body or what you look like. But He looks at your deeds and He looks at your hearts. The Almighty looks at your heart and your deeds. He doesn't look at your outward appearance, meaning 
how I look. Am I a fair in complexion, dark in complexion? Am I big body, well built and so on? You could be the weakest of the lot and the darkest of the lot. So, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding. These are the tests. So part and parcel of people being of different races is for us to be tested. How do you treat people who belong to a different race? Today, for example, here, we might look down upon some who are from a different nationality and so on. We are wrong. And if we go to where they belong, they might look down upon us. They would be wrong. The truth is we're all just being tested. We're all the same. Like the hadith beautifully describes, people are equal like the teeth of a comb. When you have the teeth of a comb, they're all one night, all together. You cannot comb your hair if one of the tooth, one of these teeth are sticking out. This is the gift of the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the man was told, Abu Dhar was told, be careful. Later on, one of the companions says, I met Abu Dhar in Rabada. Rabada is an area outside Medina. Later on. And he used to treat those who worked for him with utmost respect. Utmost respect. So much so that whatever wealth he had, he would give half to those who he works for, and he'd keep half for himself. And the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, one of them asked him, Ya Abu Dhar, we don't know that you're supposed to share half of your wealth with these people who work for you. He says, you don't know what happened to me. And then he mentioned the story that it has touched my heart. It hurt me so much. I did something so badly wrong that I was admonished by Muhammad, may peace be upon him. When I spoke badly to one person who was dark in complexion and I was admonished in a way that I'll never forget until I die. And I always respect people of a different race. And I always make sure that I fulfill their rights. This is why you see people of a different race, give them a little bit more importance. Why? So that people can learn from your example and you too can let them feel welcome. And you know we are contributing towards the beauty of this earth. Come to marriages. Some people say, oh, Chinese background, no marriage. Is that what you say? If that's the case, inna kamru'um fika jahiliya. The same statement uttered, you are a person who has in you a remnants of the period of ignorance. Quit that, cut it, it's not Islam. It is your mistake. It is something unacceptable, barbaric. Some people say Islam is only for the Malay. That's what happens here sometimes. That is barbaric. Where I come from, they say Islam is only for this group. That is wrong. It is for all the groups. Treat them well. To be honest, even if they are non-Muslim, fulfill their rights. Come on. Why is it that today we think, you know what, if they are non-Muslim, that's it, we look the other way. No way, not at all. Give them some importance, they are human beings, fulfill their rights. Show them the goodness you are in, perhaps they might be attracted to it when they see the real beauty. The problem with us, we don't want to practice. We actually have this warped image of Islam sometimes and we do no goodness to it because sometimes we act in a way that we don't realize we are portraying an image of Islam, yet it's not Islam. It's just ourselves, our fancies and sometimes a weird culture that we happen to follow. What does Islam say about culture? Very quickly, if the culture is decent and good, mashallah, we acknowledge it, it brings about goodness. But if it is a culture of ignorance, then you throw it out straight away. This is why in marriage, the hadith makes it loud and clear. Loud and clear. What does it say? If a person has come to you and you are satisfied, someone wants to your daughter, for example, they come to you, they want to get married, and you are satisfied with two things, let them be married. What are the two things? 
Their character and conduct is of a decent level and their piety is on a decent level. Meaning they have this link with the Almighty, they have this consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and their character is exemplary, let them be married. He didn't say, look at his color, if he's dark in complexion, refuse. If he comes from this country, refuse. If he comes from that nationality, refuse. No way. For as long as there is compatibility, for example, sometimes we'd like to think that if a person doesn't speak your language, doesn't eat your food, not at all, and there is no link, meaning no common point between the two of you, it would be difficult for people to tell you, guys, you're going to get along like a house on fire. Because when people say you get along like a house on fire, there are two types of houses on fire. One, a house on fire, meaning we're getting along well. And the other, a house on so much fire that it burns down. No more house. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not do that to us. So if someone is advising you to say, brother, I don't think it's a match, not based on race, but because the two of you are totally different in your thinking, your understanding and everything else, that's advice. But if you want to get married, you may still do so. No harm. Your marriage will be correct. It will be valid by the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But if there's no need, you've been brought up, for example, in one society, gone through similar schools, perhaps similar universities and so on. And one day you want to get married and here comes the old man. And he says, Well, if you're an Indian, you're lucky because that might mean yes. <laughs> and I'm saying it with a good heart, mashallah. But sometimes people come across and they refuse. And they just say, no way, it's not over my dead body. So the daughter saying, oh Allah, take my father away. Oh Allah, take my father away. And when the dead body says, it's right, walk over him, getting married. Is that the type of life you want to live? Just because someone belonged to a different race, you want to block it? Who are you? It's about time you opened up and you smelled the coffee. Subhanallah. The world is a global village. If the person is decent, their character and conduct and being is decent, there is no need to refuse. In fact, it is wrong. If you do that, the same narration, Muhammad, peace be upon him, says, there will be chaos and corruption on earth. There will be so much wrong things that will happen on earth and you will be to blame. May Allah protect us. So sometimes we have lack of happiness in our homes because we've blocked something from our own wounds and fancies. We did not take direction from the Almighty. May Allah protect us and grant us ease. Look at Bilal ibn Rabah radiallahu anhu. When they wanted to get married, him and his brother, according to one narration, he told the people, we are from those whom you know our credentials. You want to get married? You want to allow us to marry your daughters? Alhamdulillah. If you don't, Allah will provide for us as it is anyway. Because He is the provider. Wallahi, they got them married in no time. No time. Subhanallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us an opening of the mind and the heart. Remember one thing. And this is a test that I'd like each one of you to ask yourself. It's a litmus test. You dip that little paper into the acid and see how you fare. If you feel in your heart that my nationality is superior, my race is superior to any other, you have a lot of hard work to do before you become a decent Muslim. Remember that. And this happens to a lot because the devil comes constantly to people. I think I am from Pakistan, so how can I even talk to these people? It happens. How dare you utter those words? What is it about Pakistan that is so big? Subhanallah. May Allah grant us ease. If we were to utter those words, we are wrong. The same applies to India or anywhere else, whether it is Malaysia or Singapore or anywhere else. 
We need to understand that the Almighty has created us from one source. The only reason why we are different is for us to recognize one another, to appreciate one another, for, the, for us to be able to learn to interact with one another. You meet a person, for example, from Sudan, what are they known for? Oh, these people are honest. Maybe you might find exceptions, but generally there are people we know to be honest. You find, for example, you go to another place. They say, these people, no matter what, they will treat you in this way. They will do this. I hope it's good things, mashallah, that people can say about us. But the reality is we need to wake up the negatives that come through our minds and hearts about people just because their nationalities or their races are different. That is from the period of ignorance. Leave it behind if you want to go into paradise. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us paradise. So we need to remember this quite clearly. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has given us so many more examples. Like I said moments ago, he said, there is no virtue for one over another based on color. Not at all. Based on race. Not at all. Not at all. No virtue. The only virtue is your link with your maker. So develop it and make it good, make it strong. Do you know today we are seated here, I see so many different colors and sizes and mashallah, I'd like to think races as well. Wallahi, we are exactly equal, exactly equal. No one is better than the other. It's just the choice. And this is why we say it's the choice of the Almighty. This is why Allah Almighty has not left it to our discretion where and how and to whom we would like to be born. That was His choice. That's part of the test. When you have a test, the questions are not set by the, those who are tested, but rather by the one who is testing. So Allah is testing us. He sets the question. One of the first things, we put you into a certain family, certain part of the world, a certain race, certain mother and father, in order to test you how do you respond to that as you grow up. Remember, each one has a pride of his own. When we say a pride, meaning you're happy who you are. But we're not talking of the bad pride. Bad pride meaning you think, hey, the others are bad. You're happy that you are a Singaporean. Mashallah, that's great. You're happy that your origins might be from this messenger or your lineage goes back to a noble man or a prophet. Wow, that's great. But remember, that's not going to help you in heaven. Even Muhammad, peace be upon him, told his family members, Oh, my family members, remember the fact that you are my family members. You still have to answer to Allah for all your deeds. The same applies to us. If you are the child of a president, it does not make you above the law. I hope not. And definitely not in the eyes of Allah. It does not make you a better person. It does not make you a person who is more equal, so to speak. No, you are just like everyone else. We always say, no matter what wealth you have, what knowledge you have, what good looks you have, what standing you have, what race you are, and everything else, does not make you a better person. What makes you better is your character, your conduct, the way you come across, the goodness of the heart, the way you love one another, how you reach out to people. When you have a problem, people will reach out to you because when they had a problem, you reached out to them. And this is shown quite manifest and clear. So tonight, every one of us must look into our hearts and ask ourselves, as much as I might be happy of some lineage that I come from, do I feel that I am better than others in terms of race? If so, I am going directly against the instruction of the Qur'an. The Qur'an is the word of Allah. We heard the verses, Allah says, None of you are better than the other. Oh, oh mankind, we made you from one source. So remember that you come from that same source. Adam wa Adam 
people are from Adam and Adam is from the dust, from the soil. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to love one another. Love one another. We spoke about marriages and that I think is a red button. When I say red button, I mean there are a lot of people who are affected. Sometimes we treat people differently because they have a different background. Like we say, race, different. So they enter into Islam and we give them a cold shoulder. Why? Because, hey, he's race. What are they doing? What's this guy doing here? Wallahi, they will be better than us in terms of how they practice the deen. They might enter paradise well before us and we will be sitting back and we'll be wondering what happened. You don't know. The Almighty chooses and He knows. So this is why, let's go back to the drawing room. And let's look into ourselves once again. Come out rejuvenated to say from this day, I will give importance to those who are of other races. Not to say I'm not going to give importance to my own race, but I will spend a little bit more time and I will give them slightly more importance. You see a person, no one's looking at him, no one's greeting him. You go out and greet him. Just because he comes from Africa, no one's greeting the man. Go out and shake his hand, for example. I mean, talking of the men, if he's a man. And greet him, how are you doing? What's happening? My brother, you okay? How's everything? And carry on. If you want to ask where you're from, to say a good word, not to say a bad word. And this is why it is prohibited to joke about different races in a derogatory way. You are allowed to joke about it in a good way. If you're mentioning a good point, no problem. But you know how they say, oh, there was an Indian and an African and an American. That joke already is prohibited in Islam. Totally, even if you're joking. Allah says you're not allowed to joke about those things. They are sacred. They are sacred. Why are they sacred? The reason is the races were chosen by us, not by you. So you want to say, then this man did that and this happened. And that man did that and this happened. And the third man did this and that happened. And everyone starts laughing because we made a fool of the third man. Oh, if that's the case, did you know that it's banned? It's not allowed. These are the signs of the Almighty and to laugh about them and to joke about them is tantamount to disbelief. You're not believing in the fact that the Almighty is the giver of not only life, but the chooser of your race. Who chose it? Allah chose it. So if you have a problem with another race, you have a problem with the Almighty because He chose it. Allah protect us. You got a problem because someone comes from Africa? Well then you have a problem with the Almighty because Africa belongs to Him and He is the one who gave life to those people and He is the one who looks after them. And the same would apply vice versa and any other way. So be careful. Don't pick a fight with your maker by picking a fight with the people based on race because that was chosen by the same maker. Allahu Akbar. Allah is the greatest. He has blessed us with such beautiful teachings. And this is why the winner from amongst us is he who can humble himself. Man Whoever humbles himself for the sake of the Almighty, Allah will raise him. Because raising a person is in the hands of the Almighty, not in mine and yours. People who are raised high above, it's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who wants to raise them above for the right reasons. And it's common that there are some who are looked up to for the wrong reasons. But we know that they are looked up to for the wrong reasons. People are popular, sometimes for the right reasons, sometimes for the wrong reasons. That is Allah. It's a test. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us and may He open our doors. My brothers and sisters, a beautiful evening. Like I say, we're seated here. We've arrived in large numbers, mashallah. Within this beautiful hall, there are so many of us. I'm sure we have different backgrounds. And I can almost certainly say that all of us have faced some form of racism in our lives against us. That's one thing. 
But today I want you to look into your heart and ask yourself, have I ever been racist against someone else? Be honest and answer it within yourself. No matter who it is, it could be a person working for you in your own home. And just because they are a different nationality, you think you are boss. This happens a lot in some parts of the world where because they get helping hands from elsewhere, they think that oh, these people are cheap men, these people are just our workers, so they treat them as and when and how they like. If that's the case, you failed your test dismally. You will live a very, very negative life and after you die, one wonders what is there besides negativity for such a person. May Allah not do that to us. So even if someone is working for you today, Allah can change the tables and tomorrow your progeny can have been employed by them in their country and maybe your great-grandchild might then travel to Indonesia or elsewhere to work for them. Then what will happen? And you won't even be there. The maltreatment, would you like it for your offspring? No. So stop maltreating. The same narration that I made mention of at the beginning about Abu Dhar al-Ghifari where he spoke to one of, his, one of the slaves and he told them something. He told the, the slave that you are a son of a black woman. And the Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him really admonished him so strongly. The same narration ends in a beautiful way. The Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him said, Ikhwanukum khawalukum These people who work for you, they are your brothers. They are your brothers and sisters. They are part of your family. Remember that. They are human beings. They are part of the human family. That's why we always say, every one of us on earth, we have one thing in common and that is humanity. So we are brothers and sisters in humanity. Whether you like it or not. You admit it or not. You don't admit it, you're a fool. Maybe you might be an ape. Allah knows best. But all of us, we are brothers and sisters in humanity. So I need to fulfill your rights. Muslim or not. I need to fulfill your rights. You are my sister in humanity. I care for you. And if something happens to you, I will reach out to you. I'm not going to look at where you come from, what your race is, what your background is, what's your faith. Okay, I don't agree with you, so keep on drowning and I'm gone. That's not how it works. That is absurd. That is not Islam. In fact, it is not even humanity. And Islam is far higher. So Allah says, yes, you will have another link and a third link and a fourth link. Some people, you are not only linked to them through humanity. If you only have humanity in common, you have a large set of rights which you need to fulfill towards them. Then sometimes you might be of the same race, for example. So you have another set of rights to fulfill. You might have the same nationality. You have another set of rights to fulfill over and above what is already there. Then you might have the same faith. You have another set of rights to fulfill. Then you might be part of the same family, the same father and mother. You have another set of rights to fulfill and so on. But it starts off that we are all from Adam. And each one of us, there was a time either in our own lives or before when perhaps we were nowhere near the guidance that we are upon today. We did not know our maker. Or perhaps we were disinterested in building a link with him. Or perhaps we were weak and we didn't even do the right things. May the Almighty forgive us. So as we progress in our link with our maker, so we should love for all to progress in their link with their maker. And we reach out to them in a way that everyone can build correctly. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us and help us. It's a beautiful world out there. But because of our bad qualities, we make it ugly. Yet it is not supposed to be that. 
It is so beautiful. If you walk out, you greet people, you smile at them, you help them, you stop and you reach out to them in assistance and you try and disseminate some goodness to them, teach a little bit or at least you've taught them a lesson by your character and so on. And it's a lovely world out there. But today, we all frowning. We all have stress. We all have tension. We all trying to rip the other one. We, we become jealous of one another. We don't like a person because what are these foreigners doing here? They're taking our jobs. They're doing this and doing that. What is that? How, what type of a statement is that? May Allah safeguard us. We don't say that. We don't believe it. So what? Allah has brought them here because He wants to bring them here. They are trying to earn a living. Perhaps they are living in a condition that is so tough. If only you respected them and they respected you. And if they do something bad, two bads do not make a good. You know they say minus times a minus makes a plus. That's mathematics. This is real life. Allahu Akbar. Plus times a plus does not make a minus. Remember that. So two wrongs do not make a right. And if someone does bad to you, if you want to break it, you must do good to them. That's the original teaching. Although you might have the right, if someone has usurped your right and oppressed you, to seek justice, that is there. But you cannot be bad to them in return and say, okay, this person did something. Now wait, watch out, I'm going to fix them. It's the end. That's how people treat them. Why? Sometimes it could have been just a mistake. You need to reach out. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us ease. May He open our doors. So my brothers and sisters, wherever you come from, whatever background you are from, whatever your color is, your race, your nationality, whatever it is, you are my brothers and sisters, firstly in humanity, and even over and above that in faith. And believe me, these are the true teachings of Islam. The Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, reached out to his enemies. Literally his enemies, those who harmed him. There was a woman in Mecca who constantly used to throw her dirt on him when he used to pass. Imagine an old lady. She used to pick up the dirt every day. Everything, dirt meaning complete, you think of it. And as Muhammad peace be upon him is passing, she used to wait with it, throw it on him and go back into the house. And he was a man beyond the age of 40. He wasn't just a child. And this old lady, but he was a messenger of Allah. How did he treat her? Ignored it. He said, leave her. He prayed for her. Oh Allah, guide this woman. She doesn't know what she's doing. And then he would clean his clothes and carry on. The next day, the same thing. Every time he passed the gully, he, she would be waiting with the same thing. One day, some time later, he passed the gully and he thought to himself, hang on. Nobody's thrown anything on me. Nobody's thrown anything on me. Imagine someone who really harmed you. Nobody's thrown it on me. There must be something wrong. This old lady is quite old. Let me go and find out. She might not be well, man. She might be sick and ill. Today we don't even want to visit our brothers and sisters who are sick. We couldn't be bothered to create a team of social workers to go out to visit the hospitals to give a bit of hope to those who are sick. They need it sometimes, desperately. Please come to visit me. At least once I'm sick. Just come to say things will be okay. May Allah grant cure to all those who are sick and ill. Say Ameen. So as he goes in, he asks to enter the home. He's allowed in. And she says, what do you want here? My mother, I just want to know, are you okay? Because you know, how do you know that I'm not well? How do you know I'm sick? Did someone tell you? No, no, no. Every time I pass here, you know what happens. Today it didn't, so I thought, let me come and check on you. Anything I can do for you, you sure? Oh, whoa, subhanallah. 
She started crying. Do you know what I've been doing to you was so bad, so horrible, so terrible. And how you've reacted and for so long. And you're coming to ask me if I'm okay and you're ready to do things for me. That's the case. I bear witness whatever message you've come with is the truth. It's the truth. And I'm one of your followers. It's okay. Subhanallah. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu annaka abduhu wa rasuluh. I bear witness there is none worthy of worship besides the one you are calling towards, the one, the maker alone. And I bear witness you are a prophet, you are angelic, you are the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the way forward. That's how you touch the hearts of those who are not yet Muslim. Not today. You look at someone and say, ah, what's this person doing here? They're not even Muslim. How can you do that? How dare you? What type of attitude is this? Who do you think you are? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not make us arrogant. Somewhere down our line, we were all not Muslim. Somewhere down our lineage, so many generations down, we were not there. Somehow, one of our forefathers somewhere, and sometimes us ourselves a few years back or not too long ago, we saw the light. So in the same way, others will see the light. But through what? Not through acting barbaric with them, not through being silly and stupid with them, not through showing them that, you know what, you guys are nothing and we are something. No, through showing them the value of the real message. Here is the message, what we do. We try to be the best people possible. We don't cheat anyone. We don't deceive, we don't bad mouth. We are supposed to be faithful, good people and we worship one maker and him alone and nothing else. And that's the way we will succeed. And this is the, the point that draws everyone together. And that is the point that the Almighty speaks about when he says, forget about your color, your race and everything else. If you are close to me, I am close to you. No matter where you are, who you are, what size you are, what color you are and where you come from. Nothing of that matters to the Almighty. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all. I've really had a joyous few days here in this beautiful country of Singapore. And I always meet brothers and sisters of mine who put a smile on my face. MashaAllah. Darul Arqam doing some beautiful work. Alhamdulillah. I'm really honored that them together with Al-Fawzan and others, MashaAllah, who have hosted me so well. I really appreciate what you've done. And I pray for all of you. May the Almighty guide you to goodness and myself as well. And may He bring us together in a beautiful way so that we can actually contribute to this globe in a way that when we go, people would know that this person has done some good work and this person has really tried to bring the hearts together and this person has really tried to educate us to get closer to our maker and to correct ourselves wherever we were wrong. May the Almighty grant me correctness in my own way and may the Almighty correct me for whatever wrong I have done or may be doing and the same applies to everyone. Jazakumullahu khaira. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.